I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together, we're Lippy and Grumpy do podcasting. In this episode, Murray Walker, Shrek hats, the spring equinox, waving at drivers and an annoying smoke detector. Now, Lippy, I want to start with the passing of Murray Walker. Mm. Very sad. However, he did live to 97. And I would say not one life, but two lives. Mm. So he fought in the Second World War. He had a very successful career as in marketing and advertising, and then he became a commentator. So what he would do is, at the end of the working week, he'd pack the car up with his wife, and they'd drive overnight up north to the middle of nowhere, where he would commentate on a motorbike trials. And somehow or other from that, he got his first... Uh, commentating gig for the BBC in 1949 and was there until really not that long ago Mm. and I've never seen as much love for somebody that's passed in Facebook as I have for Murray Walker over the last few days absolutely astonishing I mean the man was an inspiration to many people Mm. and for people like me that grew up with motorsport in the 70s and 80s he he was the voice of motorsport i don't think there was any sort of motorsport he didn't commentate on <laughs> an absolute absolute legend he did have the ability of saying something and then um not being right <laughs> which were which were known as as murrayisms and he is quoted as saying i don't make mistakes i make prophecies which are immediately proved wrong sounds like and, me <laughs> Yeah, it is a bit. And there's, <laughs> there's many, many examples of this. I, I'm not, not going to go into them, but I will put a picture up on the on their website of it. But the one that tickled me a bit was the one that went, I'm ready to stop my start watch. <laughs> Where clearly he's got a couple of words muddled <laughs> Mixed up. around. Thinking about it, though, why is it a stop watch? Because you stop the time. I suppose so, but you've got to start a stopwatch, which sounds as equally as you do, bonkers. Yeah. It's a very odd term, and I, I don't think, well, see, it's the wrong words, or the right words in the wrong places, mm. as Eric Walker would say. A timer's better, I think, rather than a stopwatch. Yes, I think you're yeah. correct, yes. I'm ready to stop my timer. Would have worked perfectly, so mm. there was only one word a bit wonky there. <laughs> but anyway, very sad day on, mm. on Saturday, hearing of his passing. Nevertheless, what a life-led um, inspiration to us all. Massive. I was pleased to see that Davros got back in touch after a week off. Yes, he is alive and well. He is alive, yes. Just busy. Busy. <laughs> busy. Something to do with threat of moles or something. I didn't, didn't quite follow that, but uh, obviously he's been, been very busy. Had a bit of a poke at me about my pronunciation of Fraser. Mm. Davros then goes on to talk about his parents' fig plant which Davos bought for them many years ago. And they had to move it to do some work on their uh, conservatory. And the the plant is in a pot. So he's done the sensible thing to try and contain the roots and the growth. However, the fig plant had other ideas. And it's burrowed through the bottom of the pot, through the drainage hole, five foot down. That's ridiculous. which Which is crazy. And I'm now rethinking what I've set up to try and contain the roots of the allotment. Yeah. Because there were gaps and it will work its way through it. Mm, maybe you have to do a potted fig rather than an actual well that doesn't seem to be enough it works its way through a pot (laughs) i don't think what is impressive is that it didn't break the pot it just 
like made a little hole for itself to obviously worm its way through. Yes, very good at cohabitating mm. with whatever the surroundings are. But uh, I'm looking forward to lots of figs in a few years' time, I have to say. Can you make fig rolls? Because I like a fig roll, but I don't really like a fig. They're, they're not going to last that long. It's a bit like the peas in your mother. Ah. Uh. With loads of peas. And very few of them actually end up being cooked because they're eaten raw. And none of them end up in the freezer. <laughs> so no chance with the figs whatsoever. Uh, we've also heard from Orange Marshall 2. I was presented with a photograph of his foot in a boot. And due to a gravity-related incident involving stairs, he has a cracked bone in it. Oh, no. Yes. So oh. didn't pry, but that uh, that's that's going to be sore for a while, I'm mm. afraid. A cracked, a cracked yeah. bone, I feel like, is one of the worst. Yeah, because it's... Oh, no. I can't think about it. It makes me faint. <laughs> You're a bit squeamish. Just a bit. And the Screaming Tomato got in touch, and I worked with the Screaming Tomato on uh, three occasions, I think, over the years. But he worked on his own, uh, well, obviously not on his own, with other people <laughs> at Harrods. And he tells me apparently they had their own fire brigade at the time. They possibly still do. With their own water supply, which is a well sunk beneath the store. To be honest, that doesn't actually surprise me as much as you would expect it to because i feel like if harris was on fire that is a lot of money that yeah. is gonna get burned like they want to deal with that as quickly as possible yeah ab- absolutely it's one of those things you read and you go oh and you went, oh, no actually no it's not a surprise at all no <laughs> harris has everything so why wouldn't it have a fire brigade yeah why wouldn't you quite frankly also apparently they have their own security team uh, quite scary. And whilst I was spending a bit of time rummaging through Twitter, I came across a tweet from North Ornsby Primary Academy. And apparently Year 6 had asked Miss Dowie, sorry, Mrs Dowie, would you make us a Shrek beanie, please? And Miss Dow- Dowie said, when we get out of lockdown, I'll make the whole of Year 6 a Shrek beanie. And then, of course, we get the uh, message, children will return to school on the 8th of March. To her credit, Mrs. Dowie has knitted Shrek hats for the entire class, and they are awesome. Absolutely awesome. I'll put a picture of it up on our website. That and is impressive. Well done, Mrs. Dowie. That is, um, that is some because amount of knitting. There wasn't that amount of time between when it was announced that school was going back and then the 8th of March. Was It was like the two weeks before. I assume she had a bit of a head start, so she may have started around beginning of the year yeah. to be honest if you if you said something like that and you knew you were going to keep it you would probably yeah. start as soon as you said it yeah, just absolutely. to keep ahead of it yes it would be interesting to know when she uh when she started yeah um, definitely but i thought that was great and there's a few other pictures also of uh, various of her colleagues wearing the hats so uh, maybe, maybe we can in touch see if we can blag a couple oh so yeah i'd love good. a shrek hat yeah that would be very good wouldn't that i'm not sure chris yeah. would be doing rest but i'd wear it everywhere wow so would i <laughs> come out together when we're allowed in our Shrek hats. I had a bit of excitement at the weekend. Oh yeah. Having had the Mazda window out and greased and had the switch explode into little bits and put it back together. Put the window back in. Works a treat. Oh. Really pleased. Up and down. That is, yeah. Satisfying. Just came out of the factory. Well, there's a first time for everything, isn't there? So. Well, there is, uh, but I've got the other side to do now. (laughs) You putting something together and it working first time is a treat. 
Well, it does. It has happened on occasions. Mm. I had my Volvo engine in pieces a few years ago, just before mm. Christmas. And Again, great turned. time to do that. Well, it, well, I was off. That was oh, the thing. Okay, yeah. And there was a Makes few sense. dry days. It wasn't warm. But it was dry enough to strip it all down and get it back together again. And I think I got it running about an hour before the rain started. That so, is impressive. And it started first time, which impressed me. Uh, but they're very well-made cars, so that's not a surprise. <laughs> anyway, that's enough about cars for the time being. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> You'll be pleased to know. Thanks. So, you wanted to talk about the spring equinox. I did. I Because... I don't know why some things like that mythology I know it's not mythology it is real but like I feel like spring equinox has a lot of like methodical not methodical myth mythological mythological I'm not even sure that's right to be honest well you chose the topic oh god let's skip let's pretend I didn't (laughs) checking anyway there's a lot of mythological things around it so I was scrolling through and reading about the spring equinox For people that don't know what that is, it's the first day of spring and it's like the longest day of the... Well, it's not the longest, is it? Because it's equal daylight and nighttime is the kind of... Yeah, I believe it's when the sun passes the equator. Yeah. Which is on on its way heading north. So it's heading to war... Well, heading to longer days and shorter nights. Yes, exactly. Which is the best news anyway, because it's light now and it's been great light until... Almost almost 6.30. I love it. It's making me think of summer. Anyway, so I had a little look online. I was reading through and I found an article that was 11 things you didn't know about spring equinox. And one, which I thought was really cool. I don't know why. But when it's the equinox, the moon, when it's the, full, the first full moon, is called a worm moon worm moon yeah like the little wiggly thing in the ground yeah and the reason for this is a bit weird like i don't understand why it's the moon that's called the worm moon but um it's because all of the worms are starting to come out of the ground after we've had a wet winter and it's starting to get warmer and the ground's all soft so the worms start coming up it's called a worm moon which I thought was well, awesome. I'm over. Yeah, I like that. Mm. Other thing, I'm not going to go through all 11 because some of them are a little bit boring, but this one, which I think we need to try and record um, and then we'll pop it on our Instagram because if it doesn't work, it would be quite funny. Although it's just messy if it doesn't work. But apparently um, during the spring equinox, you are able to, st- to stand an egg on its bottom and it will stay upright and it won't fall over because of the magnetic forces from where the earth is moving should keep the egg upright. So is that a fresh egg rather than a hard-boiled egg? Yes, yes, a fresh egg. Ah, well, that would be worth a try. Definitely give it a go. Also, it's not a fresh egg, it's a raw egg, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Most eggs are fresh. But anyway, I did a bit more reading on that and apparently it's a bit rubbish. And that you can, you could, depending on the type of egg, you could do that any time of the year. But that's not fun. We want to, we want it to be because of magnets and stuff. So we'll give that a go. Just to remind the listeners, if you're listening on release day, which is a Friday, it's tomorrow, Saturday the twentieth. If you're listening after Saturday, you've missed it. Oh yeah, so no egg fun. 
No, no egg fun. But we will try. We'll definitely uh, give it Maybe a go. we'll do it over Zoom so we can record it. Yes, let's do that. We might have to do mobile phone Zooming, though, to make it easier. Do we need to be very precise? Because it's saying here it's 9.37. Well, on the article I read, it just said on the day of spring I think, equinox. I think we should probably go for 9.37. In the morning? Yes. Okay. I'll have to get up so early, though. <laughs> Well, I've got to get up early anyway, because I've got a vaccine jab booked for later that morning. So Exciting. it will be a balance your egg and run. Oh, I feel like a vaccine on the spring equinox could lead to turning into a zombie. Oh, or superpowers. Or superpowers. Yes, let's do superpowers. That's uh, more think, fun. Yeah, I think superpowers. Another point which will be, I think everybody should embrace this one thing that is an ancient roman tradition of spring equinox um is to have i can't pronounce what they call it but it's celebrating the god of wine oh yes so why don't we do that that shouldn't have been a roman tradition that should have originated from the romans and we should still be doing that i would definitely suggest celebrating the god of wine on saturday i'm not going to go into detail about what the romans actually did because it is a bit crude but a lot of wine there are several things you can say about the romans obviously straight roads they were quite snappy dressers mm. some of them and they did like a party they did like a party and they had a god of wine like yeah that's astonishing that's isn't amazing it? they did like grapes as well didn't they well, that's where wine comes from. So yeah. it's sort of like raw wine, if you like. Yeah, so they were kind of my main fun ones that I read in the article that I really enjoyed and I thought I should share because they just make Spring Equinox a bit more interesting, I thought. It does indeed. And if you dig around in history a bit, actually not very far, you'll find many, many temples mm. that uh, previous civilizations have put up, which are calendars. And there was one that was on a Brian Cox programme. And I looked for it, but I couldn't find it. And it was almost like lots of different steps in this massive great stone. It wasn't really a building, really. It's a little bit like Stonehenge. It's, it's a monument. And on certain days, the sun dropped into one of these slots so they could tell where they were in the year. That's Absolutely awesome. Inc incredible. Mm -hmm. And there's a number of them around the world. And it's got a name which, again, is really difficult to pronounce, but it's sort of a combination of, well, I suppose it's astrology, really, or astrophysics and um, archaeology. Yeah. But what I, I mean, I've always loved the stars. And I think if you go camping a lot, which we have, you get a, you like looking, staying out at night and looking up at the sky, mm. particularly last year where it's been, the, the air has just been so cleaner, so the view has been much better. But I think if you if you look, but go back in history, it was such an important part of those civilizations that it's it's great to see what was formed around it, if you see what yeah. I mean. So the way they looked at the sky, and they obviously told stories about the constellations and who they you know, who they represented and that's come down through history which is great but the way it brought civilizations together with calendars and artifacts like that I think it's, it's just brilliant it's a brilliant brilliant subject to to look into definitely there's one there's a temple in mexico that during the um, spring solstice when the sun hits the right point it creates a shadow of a serpent on the ground oh really mm. didn't know that there's lots and lots of those yeah and that and they probably would gather a bit like we gather at stonehenge for the summer solstice 
um, in, in the same way, but you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, mm. it would have been a, an annual gathering. I suppose if you didn't have a calendar, how would you know it was coming? The, you w- the air? <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, you know it's going to be on this day, but how do you know it's going to be tomorrow, unless you've got a calendar, something that tells you it's tomorrow? Otherwise, do you leave somebody there all the way through the summer who shouts as soon as he sees the serpent? Possibly. We need answers. God, that's a good question, though, isn't it? Maybe they just visit the temple every day and wait. Possibly. Yeah. That's not very efficient, though. Well, what was there really to do in those days? Well, you had to go and find food. Mm. That's one thing. But actually, one of the most remarkable things we've seen lately in the sky has been one of the um, Elon Musk rockets going up. And we watched it going up on the television, and it was deploying the Starlink satellites, which mm. is a very controversial subject with astronomers because it potentially could block out looking at um, the night, you know, the stars beyond them. But we saw the the payload had split from the rocket at this point; it was going in orbit, and it's firing out little little satellites, um, little satellites. <laughs> and because of where the sun was and, and the position of the um, the payloads you could see them and it was bright as day it was a brilliant brilliant thing to watch that's um, really cool yeah just, really just really like cool. it was having little babies it, that's exactly <laughs> what it looked like yeah just <laughs> spitting out little baby satellites it was uh, it was astonishing mm. and that's something that you can still see i think quite frequently um i think the idea is that they'll end up in a geostationary orbit so they're not going around all the time otherwise stuff doesn't really work but the other object of course you can see is the space station yes blocks which we we have seen many, many times. Mm. And uh, I always try and go and stand out in the garden and watch it going over as a, an amazing feat of yeah, and human try engineering. And drag everybody else out with you. <laughs> I do try and do that. It's, it has been fading of late, I have to say. There's less interest in it. Yeah, if it's at a decent time, I'll go out. But obviously, I haven't even had to say no the last couple of months because I haven't had to be there. <laughs> well, last year. Last really. year, yeah. Yeah. And when you turned up for camping, the rain appeared, so there was no... Yeah, that no tends to happen there. every year. Yeah. I pick the weekend that it rains. Yeah, we're not telling you when we're going this year. <laughs> I can see, actually. It's not on the joint calendar. <laughs> uh, we haven't decided, to be honest, yet. It's, it's hard all, to pick, All a bit up in the it? air. It is a bit hard to pick. Now, I had a topic I'd like to discuss, which is a lot less serious than the one you brought up, which is waving at other road users. <laughs> yes. Now... I find we've got a, a classic Mini, mm. and all Mini owners wave at other Mini owners. It is the law. If you, if you don't do it, somebody comes and takes your car away. End of story. That's it. Job done. So it's very hard when you get into a vehicle that's similar to others, like camper van, for example. Yes. I try and wave at other camper vans. Not always possible. And because ours is left-hand drive, sometimes Hard. people are a bit confused because mm. they see waving going on and they see there's no driver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is slightly odd. Um, uh, but some people don't, and I don't understand why. Mm. Yes, Chris likes to wave at other Mazda drivers. Indeed. Even though his Mazda is brand new, basically. I've, ne- yes, I've never it- understood it. Why are you waving at people in the same car as you? Because it's a tribe. I guess. That's I guess why. when it's a a more iconic car like a Mazda MX-5 or a mini, an old school classic mini, 
it is more of a tribe thing than like I'm going to wave to other people in an Audi A3. Well, that is true. Hey. I I do wave at other people in old Volvos because it's. Do well, you? Cars, oh no, that's well, that weird. Car's now, well, coming up for twenty two years old. So yeah, but I wouldn't say it's a classic car or a oh, it is. iconic. Well, I guess it well, is, I think but it is. I don't know about that one. Whether or not you think it, there's not very many on the road. So when you see another one, you wave at it. Now, <laughs> I have many a... waves back. Oh yeah, every time. What for the Volvo? Yeah. Well, the problem is, is when I wave because my coordination is not very good, the steering arm goes as well. <laughs> so, so you crash into we... them mildly at <laughs> yeah. the same time. <laughs> swerve across both sides of the road before uh, before finally hitting them. <laughs> but I had an interesting experience when Charlotte was uh, had. Well, she has still got a horse trailer, but she had the horse trailer. She couldn't actually use it because she had to take another driving license. Mm. And so in between her doing some lessons and then applying for the test, I would drive it either, well, to begin with my car, and then when she got the Shogun. And when we were coming back from somewhere or other, it was Billingshurst Way, I decided I was going to start waving at the people with horse boxes coming the other way, <laughs> which I did... And nobody waved back. Are you surprised? No. Yeah, well, initially it was a bit like the um, what we were talking about earlier. So, yes, initially you go, oh, and then you go, actually, no, I'm not surprised. Yeah, if you really think about the equine society, I don't think they're car wavers. <laughs> I don't think they are. I mean, I can understand not waving at me in the Volvo, but not waving at the muddy Shogun with, mm. well, more mud than bodywork. <laughs> But eventually, after, I mean, it's, what's the trip's about 15 miles, I did get somebody to wave. Oh. But there was a look on their face that said, I'm waving because I think I know who know they me, are. Yeah. But I don't recognize you. But in case I do know you, I'm going to wave back. Not I've because... done that so many times. And you look at someone waving, you're like, I'm going to wave, but I don't really know who you are or why you're waving at me. <laughs> Yes, I, I've had that many times on a railway platform or concourse, and mm. you're, you're you're sitting there looking. I mean, particularly if you're reading something with reading glasses on, and look up, and the whole world is blurry, and somebody's waving at you, and you just assume it's you, and you wave back, and clearly it's not. Um, that's yeah. Very, I have quite embarrassing. a visible. Um, I wouldn't say visible. That's not the right word. But my car is terracotta. <laughs> Well, I like to say it's like a it's burnt brown. orange. It's like it's a brown. It's a. It's more it's red brown. than brown though. It's brown. It's, it's brown. like a burnt orangey, ready color. Anyway, so a lot of people know my car, and it's quite easy to spot because it's obviously such a strange color, and nobody else around these parts seems to have a car that color. So whenever I was allowed to come home, obviously not at the moment, or last summer when we were we were allowed to do a bit more things people would always wave at me because they knew exactly who I was. But I'm so bad at recognising people in cars yeah. that I'd always have one of my friends who still lives there. She always used to text me whenever I came back being like, oh, I saw you and I waved, but you didn't wave back. Or, oh, you waved, but you looked very confused. <laughs> Basically every trip home because I just, I cannot reckon i'm too focused i think i'm easily distracted so when i drive i have to focus and i think i just kind of don't even realize people are waving at me or trying to interact with me whilst driving that's very good to hear i've got something bleeping here i can keep hearing it it might be a um 
Smoke alarm. I'm just going to go and try and find it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was the one right outside the office door. <laughs> it, was, it was fine 30 minutes ago. It was just decided to, uh, start, to start beeping. I didn't hear it. Ooh, oh, it's still loud. going. <laughs> I heard it that out. time. How could it, how could it beep with the battery out? <laughs> That's the whole point, isn't it? The, they're meant to be indestructible. Ours is so sensitive. I can't mm. even have the door open when I'm cooking because it sets it off. Yeah. Which I guess is a good thing. But It is and it isn't. Well, it isn't for two reasons. One is that if you hear it and you think it's just cooking, you ignore it. And secondly, it runs the battery down. Mm. Every but time I mean, it goes off. Our house is quite small, so I think if it was on fire whilst one of us was cooking, we'd probably be very aware. Yes, I would have thought so. I'd, yes. well, I'd hope I'd hope one of us would notice. <laughs> we had an incident a few years ago when wife of Grumpy and I were at Wayfest. And we got a call from Charlotte, at, I think it was one o'clock in the morning, oh, God. to say the smoke alarm was going off. I remember So instantly you think there's a fire. And, um, it, well, it, it wasn't. There was, there was no, no sign of a fire. But it was one of these that's sealed, so you can't change the battery. So you're forced oh, into yes. changing the whole unit. You have to which buy is a new yeah. It's a very good idea on paper. Mm. The problem is, though, you can't shut it up. No. So in the end, she put it in a bowl of water, try and fuse it out, <laughs> and then took it out. And it's still going, and it's even more angry than it was before. So she had to leave it. The bowl of water was the only way to stop it. I think I remember um, this because back. I went... I went home to to see her whilst you were guys were away, and I just walked into the kitchen and was like, "Why is there a smoke alarm in this yeah. in water?" <laughs> and she explained. But I had to attack it with a hammer when I got home. There was no <laughs> way of getting the battery out any other way, which I just seem a bit a bit ill thought out. Let's mm. put it that way. We've digressed. Yes, we have digressed somewhat. I was uh, about to go to... into a further digression there. So. Oh, go on then. No, go. I was going to say, go we've, we've got to start checking all of our smoke alarms and all of our alarms before we can rent the house out mm. and add all like safety features. You have to have um, th- those little plastic spiky things by any blind so that when the blind's up, the string can be wrapped around it. Oh, so you don't, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got to start doing all of all of those fun things now that we might have found a house. Well, Who knows? Let's, let's not get too excited. I say that I won't get excited and that I won't tell anyone so that if it falls through again, which is likely because we've been very unlucky, that I won't have to tell anyone it's fallen through. But I've told everyone. <laughs> I've sent it to well, you everyone. Have, you have I'm now. super excited. <laughs> and we're seeing it on Friday. So... You never Excellent. know. This time well, next we week. Well, we look forward to hearing either a massive yeah. rant on <laughs> next week or some hopeful. Well, it is possible news. that you lost the other ones because this is the right house. Yeah, and I particularly like the fact it's got astroturf in the back. Oh, us too. We're so bad at mowing the lawn, <laughs> and my hay fever is so bad that no grass yeah. is literally the solution for us. But it's not so great for a dog because I don't think it's good for them to wee on. Well, you could have a little area. You could have a little run for the dog, which is grass. And mm. Train it to wee there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some friends of ours have that. I that, might just try and train it to wee in the toilet, you know. So in the middle of this astroturf, are you going to sink a golf hole? No. Why not? Well, it's actually, perfect. Chris does play golf sometimes, so maybe. You could have a whole crazy golf set up in there. 
a crazy goal for yes I would do that I would do that and then have it so that you put the you can put the astroturf back on top so when yes. you walk around like normal yeah. it's just astroturf but then you can pull it up and there's a crazy golf course underneath that would be so cool I'm so doing that, that if we get be. this house <laughs> <laughs> we both absolutely love crazy golf as well always date nice crazy golf mm, excellent well mm. we look forward to that and I think this might be the one Oh, fingers crossed. Looking fingers crossed. It. So we have digressed a little bit from waving at other cars. Massively. <laughs> but but I, I think we probably have, have covered that. But if you have any waving at cars stories, mm. then please let us know. We'll be very, very pleased to receive them. And, and if they're suitable for, for listening, then, uh, then read them out. And if they're a bit naughty, then we'll read them and have a good chuckle ourselves. Yes. <laughs> so have you got a fun fact for this week? I'm a top tipper, aren't I? Rather than a you fun are, factor. yes. Do you know it's not been? It's not well. Actually, what's happened is the end of last week. I came across a technical problem I didn't think I could solve. Oh no! And I have come up with a solution that is the best technical workaround since 1985. Mm. So it has been a monumental day of of feeling very smug yeah. and trying to get people to bask in my magnificence. <laughs> that has failed. Nobody's impressed, but I am very impressed. So, uh, yeah, is my it a brain tip? is a little. Is yours a tip? No, is yours? Is that a tip? That technical what? workaround? Could it be a tip? No, 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 not at all. No, it's far too um, nerdy for this podcast. Oh. You complain about when I talk about cars. If I start talking about computers, oh my god! Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. You can host on your own. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have had offers. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you got a top tip then, Lippy? I do, and it is a Lippy Brain top Fantastic. tip. So, these are the best. These are the best. Again, it may it may not be useful, but it'll make you laugh. So, anyway, Good. my top tip. So, if there is something you would like or that you want that your partner to get you or a sister or whatever someone that you live it needs to be someone you live with really um and if there's something you really really want this is what to do sit close to their phone if it's a, it has to be a smartphone to be honest smartphone or a tablet and just constantly repeat the thing you want into the phone and then they'll start getting adverts for it. Oh, this is a conspiracy theory, isn't it? I mean, it is and it isn't. The other way you can do it is if you can unlock their phone, Google it once, clear the search history, but don't clear the cookies, and then it will start coming up as an ad. That is very true. I'm not convinced about the... the no, it happens. Thing. Honestly, Chris and I will be having conversations and he will have searched something on his phone and then i'll go onto my instagram and there'll be an advert for it yeah i'm beginning to think that's something to do with ip addresses probably right um because i have seen that before mm. i've experienced that before um not very often it has to be said but i believe it's all stopping um so oh. the the sort of targeted adverts I think Google is stopping. I read something recently. I'll have to I'll dig into that a little bit more. But well, um, I enjoy making Chris have the adverts of the things that I want. <laughs> yes. Well, I think you need to do an experiment rather than 
I watched, hearsay. Well, I did watch a video of a couple that did an experiment that didn't have any kids or didn't I didn't have any pets and they spent the day talking about dog dogs and dog food and needing to go to the shop for dog foods and they started getting adverts for dogs and dog food. Mm, interesting. But I'm going to try it. I'm going to give it a go, you know. I'll tell you what, I'll do it on Chris's phone and I'll see if he if he mentions he's getting lots of adverts for something. I'll have to have a think about what, though. Yes, it'd be interesting. I mean, Wife of Grumpy's convinced that all of the conversations that go on in the kitchen where we've got an Alexa end up as adverts on her phone. Utterly, utterly convinced. Until I pointed out that... They're not linked. The account is mine. It's not, yeah, there's no way that that would end up on... At all. The only way would be if it's some sort of matching on IP address. It's the only oh. way. I, th- I think there's a little bit of a conspiracy theory with this, to be honest. But let's do an experiment. I'm going to do it. I need a thing, though. What thing should I say I want that wouldn't already be on the phone? How about a 10-tonne bench press, which is used for pushing bearings and bushes out of car components? A 10-tonne bench ten ton press. 10-tonne bench press. I'll, yes. Let's do it. I'll, re- I'll review next week. Because there's no way either of you would ever look for that <laughs> unless of course you were thinking of buying one for my birthday which is coming up soon not before my birthday though so no but i thought i'd get in quick <laughs> so if you're looking for a present a 10 ton bench press absolutely perfect a thank ten, you very much 10 ton bench press bench i'm really press, struggling yeah. to say that without know, really thinking about it yeah. 10 ton bench press. all right i'll uh, i'll let you know the outcome next week then well, that's that's good. So that will be a good bit of investigative journalism. Mm. So I have a fun fact. Go on, go on. It's connected to a film we watched recently called Eurovision with Will Farrell. And I love that film. I literally watched it the other day here. Yeah, it was very, very funny. Very mm. funny film. And in it, there was a couple of scenes where they're talking to the elves on the mountainside. Yes. Yes. So apparently Iceland, which is where the film's set, has an elf whisperer who inspects construction sites before anything gets built to make sure no elves are hanging around. No. Oh, yes. That's so cool. That is cool, isn't it? Do they believe that strongly in elves? (laughs) That they have someone double check? That must mean the majority of the country believe in elves for that to be a thing. Iceland's a very unusual place, I think. Mm. Uh, it's, it's one that I feel I quite like. I would like to live there. I feel like it's very easy going. Well, y- yes, although they have some crazy motorsport ideas. Ooh. You've seen some of them where they take a sort of a buggy type thing with these massive wheels on it and then try and drive up a vertical cliff. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Yes, their their attitude to risk is slightly above ours, I think. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, and yet they have an elf inspector. So what a great place to live, quite frankly. Sounds perfect. It it does. Their names are pretty much unpronounceable, though. That is true. So we'll put a link to that on uh, on our website. There's an article on Iceland Naturally, which has got nothing to do with the the shop and everything to do with the country. That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. 
If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review. And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye. <laughs>